The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Two lines or three lines from the bottom. Amar bi Yitzchak, Amar bi Yohanan, Mishum Rabbi Yehazir ben Yaakov, Yalda. Hapechuta metefach ena mekadeshet et azirayim. So in order to understand this, we need an introduction. We know according to the Torah, there's a concept that's called Kedeh HaKerim. Kedeh HaKerim means that you're not allowed to plant in the same area a vine, which is grapes, with another species. So therefore the question over here is, according to the Torah law, according to some she uh, taught, from the Torah the only items that are asud is the anavim, the grape, with, let's say, um, another type of uh, species like kanbus and luf. Those are the two species uh, that are asur from the Torah. Grapes and kanbus and luf. Those are different types of uh, species. Those are asur from the Torah. However, sha'ar zira'im, other types of species, are only asur midrabanan. It's asur, but midrabanan. Again, to plant them together. So now the question is like this. Let's say you have another species, not luf, not kanbus, <coughs> but it's a very small tree. It's a yalda, it's very small. So the hachamim will not go there on kilayim in such a case, because since the tree is very small, so therefore uh, the hachamim were not concerned. So the Gemara says, Yalda pechuta metefah ena mekadeshet et azira'im. Vahani mile shetayim keneged shetayim vachat yose zanaf. That's only talking about if it's in a small area, which means you have, let's say, two trees, parallel to two trees, and then one like a tail, like we saw in the picture of Rashi on the Amud Rishon, that he had that picture of two, connected two, and then one, which is when it's a small little area, the rabbis will not go there, because it's a very low tree. Abal kulo kerem magdish. But if the whole kerem is like that, the whole big field with grapes, and you have this uh, species, another species that's asumed rabbanam, even though they're very small, is going to be asur. As she says, abal kula kerem gadol shehi shiflat koma huil v'hashiva gazur aleya. Since it's hashuv, the whole field's a lot. The rabbis were. Gozer, Vamar Bitzhak, Amar Buchanan, Mishum Rabili, Ezer Ben Yaakov, Met, Tofes, Arba Amot, Letumah. Which means, look at the top Rashi. Hachamim Gazu, the rabbis made a Gizra. 
שיהמת מטמא כל הנכנס בארבע אמותיו. anybody that comes with four אמות of the mat, he becomes טמא. what's the reason? כדי שלא ירגילו אוכלי טהרות, ניקרב לו, because we're concerned, let's say you're going to have people that eat טהרות, let's say, כהנים that eat תרומה, let's say. if you're going to tell them you can go right up to the, uh, to the mat, what's going to happen? ויש סבור שלא אהיל, he's going to go close to it, he's going to think that he didn't go over the mat, ויש לאחוז שמא יפשוט ידו, ויהיל. maybe by mistake he's going to put his hand over the mat, and that's an אוהל. ואליו אדעתה. And therefore, he's not going to know about it. So therefore, the Hakamim made a gezerah, that within four amot of the met, it is asur to come. And therefore, if somebody comes with the four amot, they said tamir. So comes the Gebron and says, Vetana tuna, which means we learned this over here, this statement, we learned it in the Mishnah, in Masechet Aholot. Now, in order to understand this Mishnah in Aholot, we just need to give you an introduction. In the olden days, when they used to bury their... Metim, they used to bury them in a cave <coughs> in the Binyan. It was called like a kuch. Kuch means they used to make like a hole in the wall. Uh, and they used to, let's say, put like uh, uh, the met in the cave itself and they put them in the wall. Now, in front of the cave, they used to build like a little area before the cave itself that they would walk into. So now we're discussing if, let's say, somebody walks into that little area before the cave, but he's within four amot of the kever. However, that Gemara is going to say from the Mishnah that since you're in a separate room, even though you're within Furamot of the Kevet, it's okay. Why? Because it's Nikar. Because since you're in a separate room over there, and there's Mechitzot Nikarot, there's walls that are noticeable, so the rabbis were not gozer in the outer room in front of the Me'ara. So we're going to have a Mahloket Bet-Shamayin Bet-Tilel, how big does that outer room have to be? So it says in the Mishnah, Haser HaKever, that's the Haser, that's the courtyard that stands outside of the area where the Metim are buried. HaOmed Betochaf, a person standing in that Haser, even though he's within four Amot of the Kever, Tahor. Why? Vehu Shiyehu Ba Arba Amot. So long as it's four Amot, Devre Bet Shamai. Why? Because four Amot is Makom Hashuv. And therefore it's considered a separate entity. Therefore it's, you're not, the person is not Tabe. Betelel Omrim Arba Tefahim. Betelel Momekel. Even if it's only four Tefahim, it's considered a separate entity. And therefore those that are standing in there are not Mekabel Tuma. Bame Devarim Amorim Shepitha Milemala. Aval Petha Menasad. The Gevara says something over here that's strange, and the Gevara is going to retract on it immediately. But the Gevara wants to say like this. When do we say that we have a mahloket? If it's for tifaim or for amot, that's pithamilimala, which means sometimes you would have the entrance, this haser, you would enter it from the top, which means there was a hole on the top, and you'd have to climb over it and go down the hole. And then how do you get out? You climb the wall and you go out from the top. So when it's such a room, then you have a mahloket if it's for or for Amot. However, if it's Betham and Asad, if it's a regular Hasid, where you walk in from the side entrance, everybody says it has to be for Amot. So comes the Gebran and says, what do you mean? Klapelaya. Adraba, the opposite. Adraba, minasad, midadil, venafik, minimala, ifshar, delamahil. Which means on the contrary, which is when you're going from the side, there should be more room to be mekel, that it's a separate entity, even if it's only for Tafaim according to Betelin. Why? Because you enter it, 
and you walk out the same entrance. There's no gizera that you might come to be ma'ahil on the mit. You're not going to come close to the mit. You're walking to a side entrance. However, when the when the hole is on top, how do you climb out of the hole? You got to climb on the walls. So there, there's a bigger concern that what are you going to do as you're climbing up the wall? Your hand might go over the kever and become tamir. So there's more room to be mahmir in a pitom milemala. Therefore, everybody's going to hold that pitom milemala. That has to be four amot. You need more space in order to give a guy a chance to climb out. So he's not going to be mahil. But if it's pitom and asad, then betir will tell you even four to find there's more room to be lenient in pitom and asad than pitom milemala. Again, I explained because when it's milemala, you're climbing up. As you're climbing up, what's going to happen? You're trying to grip the wall. As you're, as you're grabbing, your hand's going to be mahil over the uh, over the mat. So therefore, you need bigger area. So when it's pitom milemala, everybody says you need four amot. However, it's pitom and asad, then you're going to have a mahlokit. So that's coming along, comes along and says, Everybody says you need four bigger area in order that you're not going to come to be mahil when you're climbing out. The only subject that we discuss over that is tahor within four amot. That's because you're in a hase where you have mihisot and nikarot where the guy's going to remember not to be mahil. It's a separate entity. But without a hasir, a made itself within four amot, it's to offense, and therefore the guy's going to be tame again gizera, that he might come to be mahil over the kevin. So therefore we've proven the shitav of Rabbi Eliezer that says that a met is to offense arba amot lituma, only in the hasir, which is a separate entity with a more lenient. Comes the Gemara and continues what the Kohen Mashuach Milchama used to tell the soldiers, Miyaish asher eras isha. Right, who is the man that got engaged to a lady? Yeshuv Yelechlebeto, he goes back home. Tanu Rabbanan Asher Eras. It says that what? That he got engaged. Ehad me'ares the betula. Ve'ehad me'ares the almana. Whether she's a betula, whether she's an almana. Ve'ehad shomeret yavam. Or let's say he's a yavam and he's waiting to fulfill the mitzvah of yibum on his brother's wife. Ve'afilu hamisha achin. Even if there's five brothers. Umet ehad mem b'milhama. And one of the brothers dies. Now all the other four brothers have a chance to fulfill the mitzvah of yibum. Kulan hosrim. They all go back because each one is shayak to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum. So comes the Gemara and says, Lo lakah velo lekaha, which is the Pasuk says, Umiyaish asher eras isha velo lekaha. So the Gemara's Doresh lekaha, which means it's Maspa, you didn't take this girl. Maspa, certain girls are going to exempt you from the war, but certain are not. So what is the lekaha come in Pirat? Pirat almana lekohen gadol, girushava halusa lekohen ejot. Mamzeret v'netinal Yisrael, bat Yisrael l'mamzir v'lanatin. What's the common denominator? All these cases are Isur. A Kohen Gadol cannot marry, obviously, an Almanah. Kohen Ejot cannot marry Girusha Ba'alusa. Mamzeret to a Yisrael. Or a Netina to Yisrael. Or back to Yisrael to Mamzeret or Natin. The Natin are the Giv'onim in the times of Yahushua Ben Nun. That after he tricked, they tricked B'nai Yisrael. Yahushua Ben Nun made them Chotve Isim V'shu'abe Maim. He made them wood choppers and drawers of water. And they were not accepted to come into the Kahal. In any event, the Torah is coming to teach us only Lekaha. Only if it's a 
kosher marriage, then you already have an exemption. But if let's say one guy comes along and says, yes, I just got engaged to a mamzeret, he has to go fight in the war. That's not going to exempt him. So the Gebaran, and they learn it from the word the kaha. The Gebaran says, Lema, they look at the biyose gilili. Dehira biyose gilili, ha'amar hayyare v'rachal ibab, ze'a mityare ma'averot shubiyado. The biyose gilili we're going to learn in the next Mishnah. When the Shotrim used to say, mi'ai shayyare v'rachal ibab, whoever's scared, go home. So the biyose gilili says, what do you mean scared? So he learned scared from sins. Somebody has sins, he's scared that he's going to die in the war. So the biyose gilili says, anybody that has any averot, you go home. So therefore, I don't need this derasha of lekaha to tell me if somebody married the Isur, he, does, he, 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 fights, he still has to fight in the war. That's already, we know, he's exempt from another pasuk. He's exempt from the pasuk Which means, you're telling me that what? Only if it's a legal marriage, then he's exempt. But if it's an illegal marriage, just to go fight. That cannot be going to be Yosei Gilili. Because to be Yosei Gilili, if he has avera, that's a yare so he goes home. So Kazi Gehura says, Afilu temar biyosei gilili. Kedraba. Damaraba. Le'olam eno hayab ad shiyiv'ol. Which means, according to Raba. Raba has a very interesting shita by let's say an almanah to a Kohen Gadol. He says, there's no isur in the Kedushin. The isur only comes at the time of the Bi'ah. And therefore, if a person, let's say, got, got engaged, it's not an avira according to Rabbah. He didn't make an avira. So therefore, he'll have to go fight the war. So how do you know that? Because it says, Lekaha prat l'almanat rekwen gadol. And it's not an avira yet, because the avira is not until the actual bi'ah. Ma ta'am lo yikah, mishum lo yihalil. Which means, when the Torah says, lo yikah ve lo yihalil, there's no isur on lo yikah. For an almanah to a kohen gadol, the only reason why it's lo because it can lead to halalim. It could lead to making the lady a halala. When a kohen gadol goes with an almanah, she becomes a halala, and all the kids become halalim. Or let's say a kohen idiot, the children become halalim as well as the lady becomes a halala. So when the Torah says lo it's not an isur lo The reason why it says lo yikah is shelo yihalel, because it's going to lead to make halalim. But it's only isur after the biyah. Mishum the Isur is only until the Bi'ah itself. And therefore, it's not Avera. So therefore, when he says, He didn't do an Avera. No, no, no Isur, he only got engaged. So the Torah comes along and says, And since this engagement is illegal, because it's not that it's coming to exclude a different type of marriage, engagement to uh, Al-Manam, who is Yisurim. So therefore, he must go fight in the war. Come to Gibran says, Tanur Banan, Asher Bana. Right? It says, whoever built a house. Then it says, Asher Nata, whoever planted a vineyard, a garden. Asher Eras, and then whoever got engaged. Limda Torah Derech Eris. The Torah is teaching us the way of life. Shivne Adam Bayit. First, the person is supposed to what? Build a house. Viyita Kerim. If he builds a house, he makes for himself a Kerim. Which means now he has a livelihood. And then what? Veharkach Yisa Isha. And then only after that, he's able to get married, which makes sense in that way. Ve'av Shilomo Amar Bechokmato. Shilomo Amar Bechokmato. Shilomo Bahut Melachtecha. Ve'atedaha Basadelach. So the Gemara is Doresh. That's the referring to the house. Which means, person first has to prepare for himself 
the house. And then go into the field. Aha, and only after that, Ubanita Betecha, then you build your home, that's referring to your family. Zu Isha, that's referring to the wife. Davar Acher, Gabaraz Doresh, this Pasuk, and a different way. Achen, Bachutz Melechtecha, Zemikra. Which is first, you have to start in your life studying Humash, Mikra. Then you go into the field, Zemishna. That's already needs more amilut, needs more, more toiling. Ahar ubanita betecha, Zegemara, which means that's the Gemara, which is the building of the house that she says, Latet sevara lehavin betamea mishna ba'alakakidbremi. Which means, what's the Gemara? Sevarot. So you know exactly the reasons. Why this one says this? What's the logic of that? And who's the Halakha like? So that's the final stage. Mikra, Mishnah. And then, of course, you go to the Gemara. Dabar Acher, Hachin, Bachutz, Melechtecha, Zeh Mikra, U Mishnah. Ba'atida, Basadilach. And then you set up the field. Zeh Gemara. Aharu Banita, Betecha. Then you have to do good deeds. So it's not enough to learn. Just to learn Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. Therefore, all these things are supposed to lead to what? To the Ma'asim, Tovim. Comes Gavaz Rabbi Yahizr ben Oshter ben Yosek Gilili Omer. Hachin, Ba'utz Melechtecha, Zemish, Mikra, Omishnah, Begemara. Ba'atidah basadilach, Elu Ma'asim, Tovim. Ahar, Ubanita, Betecha, Drosh vekabel sachar, which means even after you learn the whole Torah, drosh vekabel sachar, you learn it again, even though you know it already. That's the pinat drosh vekabel sachar, which means review it again and you will receive reward, which means the repeating of the studying of Torah, uh, going deeper and deeper into it. That already will bring a person <coughs> to a higher madrega. Comes the Gemara and continues. The Elu She'enam Chuzrim Habone Bet She'ar. Okay, so we learned in the Mishnah. Habone Bayit Al Mechono. What does that mean? He had a house. He took apart his house and he rebuilt it. And he rebuilt it exactly the same way it was uh, in the beginning. So since he didn't add to the house, that's considered already an old house. So therefore he doesn't get exempted. However, it is Tana Imusiv Bodimus Echad. Hozer. Rashi says, what is Dimus? Shurash al-Abanim. Even if he adds one row of bricks, of stones, obegova, obeovi, whether it's high or in the depth of it, the thickness of it, tulahavi al-mikhono, vekharinan behadash. That is already considered a new house. If you make even the littlest addition to the house, that's considered already new, and therefore he is exempt from the war. Comes again when I get to the Bini Romer. If a person builds a house in the Sharon area, out of bricks, that's not considered a house. Why? Because every seven years you have to build it twice. Why? Because the ground over there wasn't good. It could not hold the house. It doesn't have a good foundation. So what happens? It's, it's, it's a shaky land. So what happens? It keeps on falling the house. That's like it's considered binyan kavua. And therefore, if you build a bayit of the benim in the Sharon, lo hazer me'orchem means you have to go out to the war. Ve'elu she'en zazim mekomam. Bana bayit hadash fa'anakot. Tanur banan. Isha hadasha. The pasuk says, if a person gets married, 
And the language of the Pasuk is Isha Hadasha, like it says, Umiya Isha Shira Natakerevokhalenu. Then the Pasuk says, Kiyikah Ish Isha Hadasha, Lo Yeseba Sabah. He does not go out to the war, so the Gabra's Doresh. Isha Hadasha any Ela Isha Hadasha. That's Master, she's a, a, a new lady with the first marriage. Almana ugrusha minayin. How do you know if he takes that saying almana that she was married already? Ugrusha, she was divorced. How do you know? Also, he doesn't go to war. Tamud lomar isha mikol makom. Forget about hadasha. Isha, it says alone mikol kol any type of lady. If can mat tamud lomar isha hadasha. So what's hadasha teach me? Mish hadshalo that she's new to him. Yatsa magzir gerushato she'en hadasha lo magzir gerushato he was married to already so such a lady that he was married to already is not going to exempt him from there has to be hadasha and this lady is not hadasha because it's magzir gerushato taru rabbanan the pasuk says lo yese basaba yachol basaba hu de lo yese aval yespik ma'imu mazon v'yitakena derachim which means maybe you'll tell me if a guy got married. He's exempt from the war, but maybe he has to still volunteer, he has to be part of the effort, meaning to give water and food to the soldiers, and he has to involve himself in fixing the roads, like the other people. Tamud Omar, velo ya'avor alab. It says he will not go out at all, lechol davar, which means, the pasuk says, velo ya'avor alab lechol davar, which means nothing, he goes out for nothing. Yachol she'ani marbe afabone bayit, velo chanacho, natah kerem, velo chalilo, iris isha velo lekaha, Maybe you'll tell me that this includes also a guy who built his house, but did not yet inaugurate it yet. Or let's say he, he planted a kerim, it's in the first three years yet. Or he's only, let's say, engaged. Are they also exempt from all service? Tamud Omar Alav. Alav Which means, yeah, this guy, the guy that gets married, he's totally exempt. However, the others that we mentioned are not totally exempt. They might not have to fight, but they have to go back and volunteer to supply water and mazon and fix the roads. Once it tells me already, he doesn't go out. What does the Pesachim say? He doesn't go out to the war. You told me already, So it says, That comes and tells me that he's going to transgress, not one lab, but he's going to transgress two labs, which means... If he goes to the war, it says, Lo yetzeba sabah and lo ya'avor alav. Which means it comes and tells him there's going to be two isurim. That if this hatan that just got married goes out to fight, he is going to make an isur. Which means, according to Harambam, even if he goes out, Lesapek ma'imu mazon. Not only to the war. Even if he goes out for that, he still gets two levin. However, according to Harambam, only if he goes out to the war, there's two lavin. But if he goes out to supply water, he does not get a lav. That is the machloket amongst the Rishonim. Comes the Mishnah. So says the Shoterim continue to speak to the people. They say, who is the person that's scared and soft-hearted? Meaning it's a pasut, pasutot kemashma'o, which means what? That means he's scared. What does it mean he's scared? She'elo yachol la'amod b'kashre'a milhamab v'lerot cherif shirufah. He's scared, he cannot see the soldiers that are standing, you know, lining up over there 
uh, because the soldiers uh, used to stand sifuvim. All the soldiers, the army, the Jewish army, let's say, would stand very close to each other in order that the enemies would not be able to divide us. And therefore, the guy's scared. He sees everybody lining up. He sees the, the swords that are being now uh, uh, taken out. So he gets scared. He goes home because we don't want him to weaken the morale of the other soldiers. Ah, the guy we're talking about over here, who is he scared of? He's scared of certain sins that he has. Which means, the, 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 the Benish High says, Averot shebiyado, maze biyado, napuke averot shebimachshavah. Which is only action in action that he did. But if he had, let's say, a machshavah, that's not a good act, that's already not going to be enough reason for him to go back. In any event, comes the Mishnah and says, Lefichach. So the B Yosegini comes along and says a Hiddush. He says like this, we don't want to embarrass the sinner. What's gonna happen over if the Quran says, Whoever has a avon, go back home? So the people are gonna be embarrassed now. Everybody doesn't know who made a sin. So he says, That's why you made all the other exemptions. All these people over here are just to cover up. That when the sinner goes back, nobody will know why he's going back anymore. They'll think he's going back because he built the house. They'll think he's going back because maybe he, he planted a field. So therefore, in order not to embarrass the sinner, so therefore they make the announcement on the other uh, people as well. To cover up, not to embarrass the person that made the avon. Rabbi Yosei comes along and says that when it says Averot Shabiyado, it's talking about Averot that are Asur Minat Torah. What is Averot Asur Minat Torah? Like an Almanato Kohen Gadol, like a Kohen Ejoto Girushan Haluta, like a Mamzeret to Israel, or Batyase to Mamzeret Natin, which means Rabbi Yosei agrees with Rabbi Akiva that Hayare Verachalebab is Averot Shabiyado. But the mahlokit between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yosei says, Rabbi Akiva says, even Averot with Rabbanam. And Rabbi Yosei comes along and says, only Averot, the Oraita. The Gemara continues, Mishnah continues, that what? It says, They would put like offices at the head of the army, and the Mishnah says, And besides, in front, they would also put them in behind. Why? That she says, in order that they don't run away. You don't want the soldiers at the end to get scared and they're going to run backwards. So you'd have these uh, officers standing at the end of the row over there in order to make sure that they do not run away from the war. And the Gemashnah explains, Ma'amidim zikifin nifnehim. Which means you put anashim giburim, strong people, that what? If let's say somebody faints or somebody falls in the front of the war, so you lift them up and uh, carry them up again to give him hazuk. And you put these strong guys behind in the back. They were holding over their metal rods in their hand. Anybody wants to go back and not fight? So these officers have a, have a, 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 a right, they have a, a, a heter, they can take these metal rods, they can hit their, their legs of these people in order to uh, make sure that they go. The Gebra says, why? Why can they hit them? Let them go home. No, shetehilat nisa nefilah. The Gebra is going to say really, tehilat nefilah nisa. The Gebra is going to change the girsah, which means, 
where the beginning of the downfall of an army is when they start to run, when they retreat. Now what happens when the, the army sees that some of its soldiers are retreating, they get scared. And everybody starts to retreat. And then what ends up happening? They lose. So therefore, the soldiers that are standing in the back, if they have any weakness, these guys, the officers, they take out their sticks, and they start to hit them in order to make sure, because we don't want the morale of the army to become weakened. Comes the Mishnah and explains this from a Pasuk Shnei Imar. Pasuk Shmuel Alif. Nas Yisrael lifne Pelishtim which means once already the Jews ran away from the Pilishtim, they're scared. Already Magifa Then already the great Magifa came. That was in the times of Eliyah Kohen. So what do you learn over here? It also says what would It says further When they ran away, so there were many casualties. Which is that which we said that all these people are exempt from going to the war. That's only talking about We will wait for the Gemara to tell us what is Tarishut. The Gemara is going to tell us that. About Everybody goes out of Milhamit Mitzvah. Even a Hatan from his room and even a Kala from the Chupa, everybody has to go out and fight these words. Fight in these wars. Comes the Gabalan says, Mishnah, Amar Biuda, Bamidavari Mamurim, Bimilhamot Mitzvah. That which we say you have these exemptions is Milhamit Mitzvah. We will wait for the Gemara to explain the Mahalog between Tarakama and the Biyuda. But now let's go back to the beginning of the Mishnah. We said that we have a Mahalog between Rabbi Yosea Gilili that came along and said what? That what? Hayyarebe and Rabbi Yosea. They both said Hayyarebe and Achalibab is talking about Averot Shibiyado. So comes the Gemara and says, "My Ika ben Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Agilili, Ika ben Ayu Averad Rabbanan." Which means, according to Rabbi Yosef Agilili, Hazer, because he said Averot Shbiyado doesn't matter. Ben the Orayit, Ben Rabbanan. Rabbi Yosef gave examples: Almana Kohen Gadol, Kohen Ejot, Gerushav, Halutzah. Those are Isud the Orayit. So we have a fantastic dialogue between the Tanaim, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Agilili. If on a mitzvah, Rabbanan, do the soldiers go back? Averad Rabbanan, do the soldiers go back? Koit Rabbi Yosei Ozer. Or Koit Rabbi Yosei Gilili, Eno Chozer. Or exactly, sorry, Rabbi Yosei Gilili, Chozer. Koit Rabbi Yosei, Eno Chozer. Only on Averot Deoraita. Keman Azla, Hadetanya, Sach, Ben Tefidla, Litfila, Avera, Hibi, Adob, Chozer, Alea, Meorchem, El Hama. There's a famous Gemara that says if a person talks between the Tefillin Shel Yad and the Tefillin Shel Rosh, this is Averash Biyado Vechozer, and he goes back from the war. He cannot fight. Now, this is an Averad Rabbanan. What's the Avera? So that she says, because the Halakha says that a person makes the Barakha Laniyah Tefillin on the Shilyad. According to Rashi, Laniyah Tefillin goes on Ben Shilyad, Ben Shil Rosh. But if a person Sah Ben Tefillah Fidah, now he has to make a new Barakha on the Rosh, Al Mizvah Tefillin. And if he doesn't make that Barakha, it's going to make an Avera. So therefore, that's Avera because he put on Tefillin Shilosh without a Barakha. 
That's the Avera. It's only an Avera Drabbanan, Berachot Drabbanan. So therefore you see what? You see that even an Avera Drabbanan, Hoser, so who's that going like? Must be going like the Biyosei Girini that says, Ayyare Verachelebab is Afilu Al-Avera Drabbanan, Man Tana Lehadetanu Drabbanan. We have a bright, Shama called Keranot. Let's say you heard the call of the Keranot of the, 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 the horns of the enemy when they used to go out to fight, they used to blow their horns to scare the uh, people. Virtia, the guy got all scared from this. Gafat did he see more? heard them banging their shields. Like they used to go out there and bang the shields. Vertia, I got scared. Sehsua haravot. They were brandishing, they were sharpening, making sounds with their haravot, with their swords. Umayim shotetinu al berkav. He was so scared that uh, he's urinating in his pants. But that's what it says. Shotetim lo al berkav. Fan of the fear. Hoser. He goes back. So the Gemara says, Keman lemar bi'akivai velo rabbi Yosef. Hagilili, why? Because the bi'akivai says, Hayyarev erachalivav kebashma'o. Therefore, the guy's scared. He's shaking in his pants. So therefore, bi'akivai, whereas according to the Yosef, they say only averot. It's not avera. So this statement that says he goes back because he's scared could be going like the bi'akivai. Gemara says, Beha afilu rabbi Yosef hagilili modeh. Mishum dikhtiv velo yim. The Pasuk says that we don't want one soldier to cause the other soldiers to become scared and their heart's going to melt because of that. Which means, if this guy's shaking to the extent over here, we're worried, what is he going to do to the other soldiers? Everybody agrees. We don't want him to affect everybody else because it's going to ruin the morale of the soldiers. So we tell him, even Rabbi Yosef will say, go home. That's everybody agrees because it's very... Very fearful. So it says what we learned in the Mishnah that the soldiers at the end of the uh, at the end of the line, there's a office over there with a stick in his hand, the metal stick. That what if they, they want to back out, he hits them. That they have to go. So the Mishnah's language was shetehilat nisa nefila. That the beginning of running away is falling. Now the Gemara says that doesn't make any sense. The beginning of running away starts with falling. I should say the beginning of falling in the war is Nisa, is the running away. Kabbalah says, you're right. The beginning of the falling of the soldiers of an army is what? The running away. Now, in order to understand this piece, it's a little confusing. I'm going to try to explain it to you. As clear as possible. All you have to know as an introduction to this sugya, three terminologies. Milhemet reshut, milhemet mitzvah, milhemet chova. There's three terminologies. Now, you also have to know that there's no mahloket over here between Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda on which wars people are exempt and on which wars there's no exemptions. It's just terminologies. One man calls it Milhamit Mitzvah, and one rabbi calls it Milhamit Chobah. It's not a mahlukit in law, it's a mahlukit in the terminology that they used. And the Gebra is going to explain this over here. Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Reshut Drabbanan, which is the rabbis came along and said, when do we say you have an exemption in Milhamit Reshut? Zoi Mitzvah Rabbi Yehuda, which means what Hachamim called Reshut, Rabbi Yehuda called Mitzvah, but it's the same war. Just one is calling it Shoot the ones calling it a mitzvah. Now, mitzvah the rabbanan, the milhamit mitzvah that the rabbi said, zui chobad rabbi Yehuda. That's what rabbi Yehuda called 
Choba, so it's semantic, they're just terminologies. Now the Gibra explains. Amaraba. Milhamot Yoshua Lichabesh Devrakol Choba. Which means the wars of Yoshua that he went to conquer the land, everybody agrees this is a Milhamit Choba. Look at Rashi in the third line, the second column. Nobody calls this a voluntary war. Anybody that was fighting in the times of Yeshua bin Nun, you're exempt. This is the biggest mitzvah, and you're even exempt from doing other mitzvot. Which is on this type of war. Everybody has to go fight. So the rabbis called this war Milhamit Mitzvah. Now they could have called it Choba, but since they called the first war Zreshut, so they just upgraded the other war by calling it a Mitzvah. But it's really Choba. It's the Krota Mitzvah, it's Zreshut. Which means the rabbis call one type of war Zreshut and the war of Yeshua. That's the classic Minhamit Mitzvah, but really in truth it's, not, it's more than a Mitzvah, it's a Chobah. Chobah is a high level. But once already it's higher than the Shoot, so the rabbis called it already Chobah, a Mitzvah, and therefore everybody has to go fight. That is another type of war. I'm going to explain this again. The Gebarat is another type of war. Milhamot bet David Lirvaha. David Amir used to go to wars in order to expand the borders. As she says, Shinilham Aram Sobah. That he went and he fought in Aram Soba in Syria. No, he wanted to annex it Teres Israel. He wanted to get taxes from them and things like that. Everybody says that's considered reshut, which means everybody says there's no mitzvah in this war. And therefore, what? Number one, whoever's fighting in this war, it's not a mitzvah. And therefore, you don't have the law of Osik, mitzvah, patum, and mitzvah. And if, let's say, another mitzvah comes available, you have to stop the fighting in the war and go do the mitzvah, because it's not considered a mitzvah. However, what's the mahlokit between the Yudan HaKamim? Ki pedige lema'ute ovde kokavim delo lite alayu. Which means, we have a war that they're trying to kill the goyim in order to limit them in the population so they won't come and become so uh, so much, they won't come and, they'll come and attack us. That she says, Ki pedige le biyudah verabbanam bimitzvah verishut telemor patum na mitzvah velemor hayav bilham bimilhamashi lema'ute ovde kokavim delo lite alayu. Mor kari la mitzvah umor kari la Reshut. One says it's a mitzvah, and one says it's a shoot, which we now I'm going to explain it to you outside. Now you notice know three types of wars. Let's review. The war of Yeshua bin Nun, that's Milhamit Mitzvah, Likul Alma. Nafkamina, Osigma Mitzvah, Patumana Mitzvah. If you're fighting in the wars of Yeshua bin Nun, you're Osigma Mitzvah, you're Patum from another Mitzvah. The wars of Yosh, David Amelech, Allah Shalom, everybody agrees that's Milhamit Reshut. That's a voluntary war, meaning it's not a mitzvah. And therefore, if another mitzvah comes available in the middle of that war, you have to stop the war and go do the mitzvah. What's the mahlokit between the Yudan Hachamim and In order to minimize the population of the Goyim. Let's say they're getting very populated and they want to minimize them so they don't come to fight against us. Oh, so on this, Rabbi Yehuda comes along and says, this is considered a mitzvah. Hachamim call it over here a reshut, which means both agree that what? That Hatan has to go out, does not go out in this war. Hatan patur in this war. And everybody agrees also, Kala is pitura in this war. She doesn't have to go out. So what's the ma'lokit? 
the mahlokan is, is it considered a mitzvah this war or not? According to the Bihuda, it's considered a mitzvah. And therefore, or say, mitzvah, patumana mitzvah. According to Hakamim, it's going to be considered a shoot. And therefore, you're not going to be, if you, it's a shoot, you're going to be hayat to do mitzvah. Nafkamina, the Gebra says, now say, mitzvah, patumana mitzvah. Which means like this. Now I'm going to go back to read the statement again. What the Gebra said above, the Gebra said like this. Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Reshut de Rabbanan, which is that which the rabbis called Milhamet Reshut, Zui Mitzvah de Rabbi Yehuda. That same war Rabbi Yehuda called a Mitzvah, which means he called a regular uh, a war that everybody's Hayav to go fight. That's considered already a, uh, a war of a Mitzvah. That's the war, let's say, of uh, the Goyim, the Mi'ote Goyim. Hakamim called that Reshut. And Rabbi Yudah calls that mitzvah, that's the word, that's the only discussion we're talking about over here. Because all the other wars, Yeshua bin everybody agrees, that's a chodah, and therefore you patum in a mitzvah. And everybody says, David and Melech's war, that's the shoot, and therefore you hayab in mitzvah. The mahlok is the goyim. So therefore, Hakamim called that mitzvah, called that war a reshut, and Rabbi Yudah calls it a mitzvah. That's the mahlok between the two rabbis. And then, when it says, mitzvah uh, rabbana, that which Hakamim called the Mitzvah, Mitzvah, that would be the war of, let's say, Yoshua bin Nun, Zui Chodad Rabbi Yudah. So Rabbi Yudah called the war of Yoshua bin Nun Chodah. But Chodah Mitzvah is the same thing. You need Patur Mina Mitzvah, according to most he taught. So therefore, the only Mahlukah is Lemi'uteh Goyim Nafka Mina, if you're going to be Hayab in the Mitzvah at the time you're fighting the war. Everybody agrees that Mitzvah, it's that war itself. Hatan and Kala are patur. The only war that a Hatan and Kala have to go out and fight is the wars of Yehoshua Benu, which is Kivush Ha'ares. And the Gemara concludes, Hadran Alach Mashuach Milchama. Now we begin the ninth Perek of the Masechet. Perek that is called Igla Arufa. We know the law of Eglarufa very quickly. If there's a dead body that's found between two cities, Lono Dami Yikau, you don't know who killed him. You just see a dead body lying over there. So the Torah comes along and says that the Ziknet Betin have to come out and they have to start measuring to the closest city and then that, that, the, the rabbis of that city have to come along and bring a special called Igla they bring it to a place called Nahal Etan and they have to kill the Igla and they have to make a special prayer and say that this should be Kapara for what happened now the Mishnah is going to teach us some of the laws Igla Arufa Bishon HaKodesh first of all the whole procedure of the Igla Arufa that the Betin has to say Yadenu Lo Shafiqu etc. All that has to be done in Lashona Kodesh. Shrei Emar ki imaseh halal ba'adama v'yaseu zekeneka v'shofetecha. Now we don't know what the proof is. The Gemara is going to tell us what the proof is from this pasuk that you know it's Lashona Kodesh. Shelosham beti nagadol shibrushalayim. You have to have three dayanim, not stam dayanim. Dayanim from the Shkatei Gazit, from the beti nagadol v'rushalayim. Hayu yotzin. They would go out and they would do the process. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Hamisha. He says you need five. Shene Emar Zekenecha. Zekenecha is how much? Shenaim. Veshofetecha. The pasuk says Shenaim. That's four. Ve'en bedin shakul mosifin alein odehad. We have Alachar. It says betin cannot have an even number of judges. Otherwise, it'll be two against two. It's a tie. He needs was the fifth to make a tiebreaker. So therefore, it's two and two is four. En bedin shakul cannot have an even number. So it's five. Nimsad tamun begal. Let's say the body was found buried under rocks. Let's say rubble. Or talui beilan, or the dead bodies hanging from a tree, or tzaf al was floating on the water. 
لو هيو عرفين there was no اقلاع عرفان in such a case شنه امار بعدما you have to find it on the ground ولو تمون بقال but not under the rubble no fail it has to be falling on the ground ولو تلوي بإلان but not hanging from a tree بس دير بسوك says in the field ولو تساف عد بني امايم not floating on the water نمسا سموخ للسفار let's say you found the dead body close to the border all لعير شروبا of the kukhavim or you found it close to a city that the majority is of the kukhavim all لعير شئن باب بيت دين or you found it close to a city that does not have a بيت دين لو هيو عرفين the Gebra is going to explain the reason why these three cases next to the border or next to a city of Goyim or to a city that does not have a بيت دين there is no اقلع عرفا in مدين إلا لعير شئش باب بيت دين the Mishnah concludes and says that when they're measuring they always measure the body to the city only to a city that has a betin in it and the Gemara will explain it comes to the Gemara and says Maika Amar which means what does the Mishnah mean? Agla Harufa B'Shona Kodesh we know that all the recitations have to be in Hebrew Shana Imar what's the proof? They didn't bring me a proof. Amar Babu Haki Kamat. Shine Imar Ve'anu Ve'ameru. Aha. Which means by the case of Igla Arufa, it says Ve'anu Ve'ameru Yadinu Lo Shafiku. Now, Ve'ul Halanu Omer Ve'anu Alviyim Ve'ameru. Which means we learned in the case over there by Har Gidizim and Har Eval, the Pasuk says that the Leviyim would say, and we know that the Leviyim over there, we learned already, they said Bersona Kodesh. So Ve'anu Ve'ameru Gizra Shava. Good. So that's how the proof. So the Mishnah didn't tell us that, but now we know it's a Gizrasha Ba'anu Ba'amiru. They say that Agla Arufa Then the Mishnah goes on. What's the order of the Agla Arufa? What's the system? So it says the Zikinim and the Shofetim go out. Then the Mishnah goes on to tell us the procedure of the Agla. Harufa <laughs> Now she says, why can't you have a bit din shakul? Because the Torah says, Harir Abim Latot. You always have to go after the majority. And if you have an even number of bit din, you have no Harir Abim Latot. And then even the Bihudah, she tells you need five rabbis for the Iglarufa. The Bishimon Omer, Zekenecha Shenaim. He just says, Doresh the word Zekenecha. Zekenecha is two. Then bit din shakul, was filled out of the Hadarekan Chilosha. So according to the Bishimon, he's not Doresh the word Shofetecha. He just Doresh the word Zekenecha. The Bishimon Name, Haketi Veshofetecha. What is the they're not stamp judges. You need me Yuhadim from the Shkata Gazit, from Yerushalayim, from the Saladin Gedola. Shofetecha means the judges. So therefore, Zekenecha teaches me how many. Shofetecha teaches me which type of judges. So two plus one, because Embedin Shakul, which type of one? Yuhadim. How does Yuhadim know they have to be Yuhadim? Which means, the Pasuk just could have written Zikneh. From the fact that it said Zikinecha, it's Miyuhadim Shabbat Zikinecha. So therefore, Zikinecha teaches you two things according to the Bible. Number one, you need two. 
And Shofetecha teaches me too. And from Zekenecha, the special words I learned that they have to be miyuchad. Even Rabbi Shimon, Iketiv Rachmana Zikne. If the Torah just would have written the word Zikne, Hava Amina Afilu Zikne Ashuk. I would say even uh, old people from the marketplace, even if they're not in the Sanhedrin, Zikenim Stam Hakamim, old people somewhere Zikenim, not even Sanhedrin. So Iketiv Rachmana Zikenecha to teach me what they cannot just be scholars; they have to be from the Sanhedrin. Iketiv Rachmana Zikenecha. If it just said Zikenecha, Hava Amina Afilu Sanhedrin. I would say even Zikr Sanadika meaning Sanadina of 23. So if again, according to the B, Shimon, you need the word Shofetecha to teach me Dafka Muhadim. He says, no, it says the word zikne by Arufa. And it says the word zikne by the case of Pari'ilim Davar. That's a case over there where let's say you have the uh, Kohen makes a halakha. Right? Or Zakir, let's say, makes a halakha and he made a mistake. And all the Sibur, let's say, followed him. So the Lakha says he has to bring a Pari'ilim Davar. And who brings the Pari'ilim Davar to Sibur? It says over there <coughs> that it's brought by the Zikinim. So therefore, just like over there, it's talking about just like by Bahirim Davar, when they're bringing this special Qurban, when they, when, they, when they made a mistake, when the Sanhedrin, I'm sorry, when the Sanhedrin made a mistake in Halakha, and everybody followed it, so they have to make a Kapara. So it says the Zikinim have to bring Kapara. Which type of Zikinim is that? Muhadim. So Afkam, Muhadim, Shibaida. So therefore, according to the B, Shimon Yehuda, he doesn't need the word Shofetecha. He knows it already from Zikne. Zikne, Zikne, having a Zerah Shabbat, Pari Alim Davash Sibur. Kibra's await. I Gamar, Ligmera Nikhulam Miltah, Me'atam. Which means, once already you tell me you learned from Pari Alim Davash Sibur, already we know over there there was five judges. So once you tell me over there was five judges, just learn Zikne, Zikne to teach me five judges over here. Zikne Kavishufetekalamali. According to the Bishamon, what do you need even the word Zikne Kavishufetekalamali? Just make it Gezerah Shabbat, Zikne, Zikne. And just look over there, I know you need five. So to over here, you need five also. That she says, Ligma, Ligamra, Likulam, Tamatam. They had a Biudatam, the Mehamisha Kamar. The Alif Lamikra. So over there in my second Sanadin, they learn that the Pare Alim, the Dabar Shisibur, needs five judges. So once already you tell me that you learn from Zikne Zikne, that's Miyuhadim. Learn everything from Zikne Zikne. Once you get Zirash Shabbat, you can learn everything from each other. So what do you need? Zikenecha, Shofetecha. So comes the Gemara and says, You're right, Nudirasha. Elavav Veshofetecha Leminyana. Which means, the Gabbara comes along and says, Really, he does not learn Gezerah Shabbat. Which means, how do I know that they have to be Miyuhadim? I know it from the word Shofetecha. Just like the Miyudah said. The Miyudah told me that what Shofetecha teaches me that they have to be Miyuhadim. But what? The Vav Veshofetecha Liminyana. That the Vav of the Shofetecha, the extra Vav comes and tells me what? That it has to be... Um, let me not to teach me the amount of judges. Which means like this. Let's read the bottom of the sheet to get this last point. Which means everybody has Rabbi Yehuda that says you have five judges. How do you know they have to be Miyuhadim? Rabbi Yehuda knows it from the word Bishofetecha. Just like Rabbi Shimon. Vav de Veshofetecha, the Rishna Biyuda, the Minyana, Navi Ochtaim. So if you have Zekenecha too, 
ve'shofetecha, the vav is two, and then embedit shakul is five. However, according to the Bishimon, he says no. Zekenecha, two. Shofetecha, miyuhadim, vav no darish. The vav himself, he is not doresh. So the ma'aseh comes out over here. We have a fantastic mahaloket between the Yudav and the Bishimon, and how many judges have to be involved in the Aglah Arufa. Everybody says Miyuhadim. They have to be from the Sanadin Gedolat of the Shkata Gazit of Yerushalayim. The Mahloket is what? If it is going to be uh, three judges, that's Shittat Rabbi Shimon, where Kot Rabbi Yehuda, it is five judges. Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Ve'amen.